Well, hello, you beautiful gulls. You cum-guzzling thunder cunts. How are you getting on? What's the crack? Is it just me or was this a particularly long Lent this year? <laughs> Holy shit, 40 days and 40 nights. Fuck me. <laughs> if there's one thing I've learned from making all these fucking recordings is don't procrastinate. Okay, my number one rule in life, never ever procrastinate. <laughs> oh, look, listen, I, I feel like I can't really even finish out the, the 40 without, I suppose, opening with an apology. So, I'm sorry. But I don't want to be an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible. Jew, Gentile, black man, white. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world is room for everyone, and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful, but we have lost the way. Greed has poisoned men's soul, has barricaded the world with hate, has goose-stepped us into misery and bloodshed. We have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. Our knowledge has made us cynical and our cleverness hard and unkind. We think too much and we feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. More than cleverness, we need kindness and gentleness. Without these qualities, life will be violent and all will be lost. The aeroplane and the radio have brought us closer together. The very nature of these inventions cries out for the goodness in men, cries out for universal brotherhood, for the unity of us all. Even now my voice is reaching millions throughout the world, millions of despairing men, women and children, victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. To those that can hear me I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die and the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. You have the love of humanity in your hearts. You don't hate, only the unloved hate, the unloved and the unnatural. Soldiers, don't slight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke it is written, The kingdom of God is within man, not one man nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You the people have the power, the power to create machines, the power to create happiness. You the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Then, in the name of democracy, let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. A decent world that will give men a chance to work, that will give youth a future and old age a security. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power. But they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us fight to free the world. To do away with national barriers. To do away with greed. With hate and intolerance. Let us fight for a world of reason. A world where science and progress will live to all men's happiness. Soldiers, in the name of democracy, let us all unite!
Okay, so for those who are wondering, has Frano lost the fucking run of himself completely? The answer to that is no, or at least not as much as usual. I've been stark raving mental for about 34 years now, as most of us indeed are. And I think it's high time we embraced our, our madness. Um, and stop basically worrying about what other people think, because I think that stops pretty much every everyone from doing everything. Um, there are obviously other reasons. There are fucking financial reasons and social reasons and geographical reasons why we don't do what we want to do. But I think the the biggest problem is worrying about what other people say, and we like we call it begrudgery when people kind of look down on other people for. I don't know for whether it's being creative or being successful or being successfully creative uh, or or otherwise, but it, that's a self-imposed thing. And there's a, I think that there's an analogy there with begrudgery and racism, because in order for either of those two things to take effect on a person, you have to you have to do the work. So let, let's say hypothetically, I'm a black guy. Uh, <laughs> Treading on very dodgy territory here, obviously, but let's say I'm a black guy and I'm walking down the road and some guy shouts across, fuck off back to Africa, you black bastard. Something fucking like that. I have a, I can kind of take that on board and feel like, you know, the world is against me and everyone's racist and, you know, life is terrible and poor me and all the rest of it. Or I can just say to myself, holy shit, that lad's not only a wanker, but he's such a wanker. He's been he's willing to be a wanker in public and not only be a wanker, but be, I don't know, the, the worst kind of wanker because I, I don't think racism is generally tolerated, at least not in my part of the world. But anyway, the, where the analogy is, 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 is begrudgery. So whether you're, you know, black, white, brown, pink or blue or whatever, and you want to do something and you can't because you know people will go, oh, would you look at your man off, you know, writing songs or setting up some mad business or doing something out of the out of the, the ordinary, let's say, or the mundane. You have to take ownership of that and you have to, you have to make that begrudgery real by taking it on board and not doing what it is that you want to do. And I, I think that the, the, the black guy in my little uh, hypothetical scenario there a minute ago, he has to do the same thing. He has to take that racism on board and embody it in order for it to have had any effect. But if if he can kind of rise above it and go, do you know what, I've looked into the whole differences between races and you're full of shit. You know, and make your peace with the fact that there are racist people in the world and there are begrudging people in the world and there are wankers in the world. The, the, the world is packed full of full of people of varying degrees of, of intelligence, of empathy, you know, of awareness. And I think for the most part, it's, it's almost cliche at this point, but people who espouse those kind of views those kind of views generally reflect more on themselves than it does on, on, on other people. I mean, I think most people will, will realise that they have a terrible time understanding themselves. I don't think that the majority of people, by any stretch of the imagination, have a really good sense of self and know who they are and what they're trying to achieve and how they're going to go about it and have a path, you know, carved out in front of them and this is me and this is who I am and this is what I'm all about. People typically don't really get themselves. 
so if you can extrapolate that kind of thinking a little bit, I think that it's foolish to give any credence to what other people think of you when the odds are is that other person barely knows themselves. I mean, if we can't understand ourselves, how in the name of blue fuck are we going to know anything about anybody else? But listen, thanks a million for coming along with me on the fucking journey. Apologies again for the unforgivable uh, gap between 39 and 40. This has kind of got me back into the saddle a little bit. I'm enjoying it. I've been kind of dreading it with every kind of extra day that was put between 39 and 40. It made it that little bit harder to, to just kind of do it. I am genuinely up to me fucking eyes in work as well. But I'm after taking on a full time of a lad with me five days a week. Um friend of the guest and a friend of the show and future guest Pork Riley's after coming on with me full time um, and my little bro Pat past guest and friend of the show he's actually giving me a dig out three days a week now so that's hopefully going to free me up to start banging out these fucking solo podcasts again I haven't given up on them by any stretch of the imagination I would like to put a little bit more ah, do you know something I was about to say there I would, would like to put a little bit more structure in it and I've said over the course of the the first 39 say that I'd love to dedicate a podcast on this and dedicate a podcast on that and dedicate a podcast on this. And and I do. But what I think I'm going to do in the more immediate future is talk about stuff that I don't understand. So instead of, instead of, I suppose, sharing the knowledge that I'm privy to have had and to have garnered over the years and to be given over the years, instead of sharing that with you in a, I don't know, somewhat preachy sense, I don't, I don't want to do that. But I think what would come easier to me would be to talk freely about the things that I don't know. Because I can articulate what I don't know, or I think I should put more effort into articulating what I don't know, as opposed to reaffirming the things that I do know. Because I think there's more utility in understanding your lack of knowledge of pretty much everything than there is utility in nailing down the things that you you do know because what you do know you're going to forget to a degree things are going to change like what, what I think about psychology might be correct in you know one two three months or years time so I think what I'm going to do moving forward is to at, at the very start at least start talking about what I don't know because number one first and foremost that's something that I can actually speak about and it'll help me better understand maybe the things that I do know and I suppose shed light on my ignorance which is far greater than any kind of sphere of knowledge that I have. Things that I don't know a whole pile about. Um, th- what came to mind there was actually gayness in a, in a strange way. I, I don't know that many gay people. I know a couple of people um, but not a whole pile. I don't understand the phenomenon What in the least not not in the least I, I don't I don't get it I don't understand how it's survived from an evolutionary perspective for example I don't see how you know mates and this is purely from a kind of naturalistic evolutionary viewpoint how a mate how mating pairs that can't procreate I don't see how that stood the test of time I don't see how they haven't essentially eradicated themselves so that's something that I'd, I'd love to speak to I don't know, either a, a biologist or a psychologist or I, who do you even speak to? Like, ideally a gay person, that would be that would be a good starting point. But I mean, the type of conversation that I want to have, it's going to take a, a special type of person to be able to take a deep enough breath and fucking bear with me while I trod all over their fucking insecurities and 
and everything else, you know. But that that I don't. It's a strange. It's strange that 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 was the first thing that sprung to mind. But again, that's the beauty of doing these uh, completely unedited, completely unscripted things. You as a listener don't know what I'm going to say, but me as the broadcaster for want of a better term i don't fucking know what i want to say i didn't know when i sat down here what 10 odd minutes ago that i was going to start fucking talking about my lack of knowledge and understanding of of gayness for example um i would like to diversify the type of people that i've been getting on as well and um, more women would be good if there's women out there listening or if you know someone that'd be good to get on i'd love to talk to a feminist actually because that's another thing that i don't understand i don't understand why almost why feminism exists it's I, I understand why it existed i understand why it was necessary you know women were treated as second-class citizens forever basically and there needed to be a almost a a movement to to rectify that but it still to be it seems to be still here in in so many varying degrees that i'm not even sure what it is um for example i hear a lot of feminists giving out about Men generally far more than, uh, you know, Saudi Arabia, for example. Like you'd think in in this day and age that if you were a feminist, an actual like a a feminist activist, as such, like an outspoken feminist, I don't mean that you're a feminist, you know, to yourself, or that you're you know in in favour of of women's rights generally. I think you know by and large, for the most part, we all think that men and women should be treated equally. Um. Oh, and here's one for you. I was having a conversation with a past guest and friend of the show, Pat O'Reilly, there not so long ago. And I, what was it? I can't remember exactly how it came up, but I basically said uh, women should know their place. And Pat kind of looked at me. And before I gave Pat a chance to, to vocalize his abhorrent expression, I said, no, hang on a fucking second. I don't mean that as a derogatory turn. I think men should fucking know their place as well. Men should know their place. Women should know their place. We, as human beings, should know our place. That was the point that I was trying to make. And I got me, my back was put up by the look he gave me because I think he, I think I kind of expected more of him than to kind of look down on me for saying something like women should know their place. I expected him to say, tell me more, not give me a funny look. So I, I went into a big rant then about uh, what I meant by it. And he was like, here, hang on a second. I didn't fucking say anything, basically. Uh, I just kind of was puzzled. And in fairness, when you hear it off the bat like that in light of context, it is a, a jarring thing to hear. You know, you think women should know their place? Like, fuck you, basically. But um, but that's another difference, or another thing that I'd like to speak about, the differences between men and women, and how we can reconcile what needs to be reconciled and just get over what needs to be gotten over. And on guests, because... First and foremost, I haven't been asking people because I've been just so fucking busy, but with a bit of help I'm after getting at work, it's hopefully going to improve things. It's going to free me up to have more time to, to concentrate on this, which is, I don't know, this this is what I want to be doing. This, I love this. I really do. And it, it's it's helped me immensely. And I hope it's helped you as well. And I'd love to know if anybody has um, gotten more than 20 days into doing push-ups or writing with their left hand or... Yeah. <laughs> like even thinking about that that sounds like something that I was talking about before fucking years ago but there's there's something to that there's something to the whole length thing that I think I might have I think I might have not figured out but I've just kind of realised we all gave ourselves a bit of a pat in the back myself included and I, I would imagine 
a lot of people listening did as well. The first week of the solo podcast, I was doing 20 push-ups a day and I felt great and this is brilliant and, and blah, blah, blah. And I think that's what happens every Lent when people give up something. It works well for the, you know, the first week, two, maybe even fucking three to push, but it typically kind of dissipates. And it doesn't have to be for Lent either. Usually when people give up something, they're unsuccessful. Giving stuff up is hard, especially if, if it's habitual, if it's something that you do all the time. You can't just stop doing these things, at least not without replacing them. But I think what we do is we give ourselves a big pat on the back. I gave up the fags today. I'm fucking brilliant, aren't I? I'm off the fags a week today. But I think what would stand to us better maybe is if we said that instead of saying, I'm going to do this, give me a pat on the back about it, I've done this. The point being that you should only give yourself credit for something that you've done and never give yourself credit for something that you're going to do. Because if you're giving yourself a load of credit for something that you're going to do and then you don't do it, you're just going to end up feeling fucking shitty about yourself and feeling like a bit of a failure. And I suppose on failure, I failed to do what I said I was going to do. I said I was going to do 40 podcasts in 40 days. And I didn't. I failed. But I did the 40 podcasts. So what I've learned from that, I think, is when I am setting myself goals, set it up so that, or not even set it up, but phrase it or word it, phrase it in your mind in such a way that you can finish it despite what happens so what I sh- I shouldn't have said I was going to do 40 podcasts in 40 days what I should have said was I'm going to do 40 podcasts in 40 days and if I you know miss a day that doesn't matter I'm still going to finish out the 40 so give yourself I don't know it's about setting goals I suppose because put it this way if I had said I was going to do a podcast a day for Lent when Lent was over I wouldn't have continued on doing this but here we are on the fucking what was it it's fucking july like i'm finishing off my lenten podcast thing but when i look back i'll have done 40 podcasts and you know it's online for the world to fucking see i won't have done what i said i was going to do but i'll have completed it so i suppose it's it's all about goal setting that's that's the important thing and that's something that i'm going to spend the fucking evening thinking about now is goal setting because I've done the 40 podcasts. Like, I didn't do it according to the details that I set out originally, but I fucking did it. Like, you, you can't tell me I didn't do the 40 podcasts. Yes, I failed at the f- at podcast today for 40 days, but I'm after fucking putting myself out there and essentially broadcasting my internal dialogue, what, 40 times? If they're on average half an hour long, is that 20 hours of me talking shite? I mean, Jesus Christ, what the fuck have I learned about myself? What have I realized that I do? What have, what effect have I had on, on, you know, the odd listener here and there? Or, I don't know, it's just having put yourself out there so much. It means that you can kind of be yourself a little bit because, because you put so much of yourself out there. You're not, I'm not hiding anything. Like, if, if, if I was a sexist or a racist or a bigot or, you know, something else that I I wouldn't like to be it would have come out of the wash over the course of 20 fucking hours surely now one thing that has come out for me is that I've been a a bit preachy now I'm not saying that's a particularly bad thing um and in in an alternate universe I could see I could have seen myself becoming some sort of a priest maybe in a fucking back when priests weren't all fucking pedophiles at least Christian or catholic priests at least but 
being an educator of so and I even an educ even even referring to myself as some sort of an educator I find kind of patronizing and preaching to myself so I can only imagine what that's like to be listened to from a from a listener's perspective but look holy fucking shit the 40 is fucking finished I can move the fuck on with my life I'm off the lead at gmail.com I'd very much like to hear what you thought of the whole endeavor um what you'd like to hear more of and less of and I think the one thing that I've learned the one standard thing that I've learned from all the conversations that I've had with people, but in particular the 40 podcasts, is get as much feedback as you can. Don't ignore it. Take it on board. But plow on doing what you're doing yourself anyway. Never let other people's opinions stop you from doing what you want to do. And it's 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 a weird one because like, you ask for feedback but in the same breath, you say you're going to ignore it. So it's a it's a very strange one. Maybe I shouldn't be asking for feedback. So, okay, I'm going to retract my request for feedback. And what I'm going to ask is suggestions. So instead of you saying, you know, I like this or I didn't like that, what I want to hear from people is, what if you did this? Or what if you did that? Or what do you think about doing this? Or I've been thinking about this and I can't figure this out. And why do I, you know become involved because I've almost I was about to say I've almost forgotten about this whole movement business and I fucking haven't not by any stretch of the imagination that's that's ongoing that's that's happening this this whole thing of of podcasting and democratizing the media that's that's going on without me and it doesn't have to be called off the lead that movement is fucking happening there's an undercurrent of that in this country in particular and it's growing daily and people are people are getting wise to you know clickbait and our media, you know, the, the news and the newspapers and the radio and people are falling out with that shit en masse and in the best possible way. Like, 2018, there's never been a better time to make change. If you don't like the world that you live in, you have more power at your fingertips now than anybody that has ever lived before you. So that to me is is, is very reassuring and I'm going to continue doing the solo podcast. I'm going to try and bang them out maybe not daily but maybe if I did five in a day I'd put them out over a couple of days and space it out because I want I don't know I want the listener to have something to kind of to kind of go to because I go to blind by once a week for my little podcast hug and I love that and there are other places that I go for different things like if I if I want you know solid intellectualism I'll go to fucking Sam Harris and if I want a bit of intellectualism dispersed with the odd joke I'll go with Joe Rogan and if I want something on, on something else I'll go to someone else whoever it is you know um, and look I've put myself out there enough so that people can come to me for whatever reason because people are going to some certain people are going to gravitate to me for whatever reason in the same way that I gravitate to certain other people um, and when I found myself in, in, mix, in martial arts and in, in other disciplines and you, you hear this from people all the time. They didn't start learning until they started teaching. So if you if you're you know whether you, whether you play tennis or you run or you're into soccer or whatever the fuck it is, maybe you're a, a teacher of language, whatever it is, whatever that you're competent in doing, you will really start to excel when you start trying to teach other people. Now what I'm doing here, I'm not trying really to teach anybody anything. I'm just, as I said, kind of on the outset of these podcasts, I'm just blindly stumbling through life trying to do what I can with what I have and try and make a, a positive difference in the world. I want there to be a, a, a massive net benefit to my having been on this fucking planet and I want 
not my not that I care about my legacy, but that's the that's the wrong term. But like I I want I want to live on. I want to I want to have a not only a positive life in the world. I want not only do I want a positive impact on the world now, but I want my afterlife to have a positive impact on the world. And I'm fairly sure I've mentioned my my thoughts on on afterlife before. Basically, you live on through the people who still remember you. So I would argue that my dad, who is dead over 20 years now, 21 and a bit years, he lives on through me. And in a sense, he lives on through this podcast because when I was growing up, my dad was the first person I knew with a CD player. Now, we were we were poor, but we weren't fucking well-to-do. We couldn't afford a CD player, really. Do you know that kind of way? But my dad was mad into new technology. It was just something that he was into. He was into photography as well, so he had a, a he had a a big shoulder mounted fucking video recorder thing before there was any such thing as as video recorders. So my dad was always the an early adapter, I suppose, for technology, and that lives on through me because here I am. Granted, a laptop and a microphone isn't exactly fucking pioneering anything, but the the medium of podcasting, I seem to be slightly only slightly ahead of the curve here but it's something that i think that everybody else should really get onto and i would love the idea that people would have personal podcasts like like these solo episodes almost like they have facebook pages because the more you put yourself out there and again on on your own platform you're you're not putting it you're not sharing it onto everybody else's platform people have to specifically go and listen to me i'm not just appearing you know they're not subjected to me you either like what i do and listen in or you fucking don't you fucking jog on but look i'm waffling so again it's not feedback i'm looking for it's it's questions and queries and suggestions i suppose i'm off the lead at gmail.com more to come from me thanks for bearing with me until i got the 40th out over the course of the 40th i managed somehow god knows how but i managed to squeeze in a poem a fucking speech a rap fucking nearly forgot about that and a terrible blind boy impression so i'll chat you soon <laughs>